0: Well, welcome back to the When I Heard This podcast. My name is Nate Robinson, and I'm here with Pastor Joseph Tillman, M.Div, soon to be DMIN. How are you doing today, sir?
1: I'm well, man. I'm well. Good. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Perfect. I'm not perfect. No, I mean, the fact that you feel well is perfect. I mean, it could be better. Sure. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I try to give, and you give well back. And that's all I get. And then I have to sit here and wonder what to say next. And this is what I end up coming up with. All right, then. Patreon, $5. You can follow the podcast on. I'm going to get it right this time. Facebook and Instagram at when I heard this podcast. And X, previously known as Twitter, on at when i heard this and locals previously known as locals at when i heard this today
1: well done sir thank you yes
0: <laughs> today we are talking about the separation of church and state yeah this so is
1: this is gonna be fun this is not gonna go well for me I it's already gonna go great <laughs> <laughs> i do hope some clarity comes out of this but yeah I'm, I'm already ready to get roasted. No
0: clarity is going to come out of it. <laughs> a man can
1: <laughs> hope. For anyone. A man, a man can dream, right? We'll see what happens. Okay.
0: All right. So, yep. what is the separation of church
1: and state? Okay. So I'm
0: going to slow roll the questions.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. So, I'm going to define the separation of church and state. As what it is actually intended to be.
2: Okay. okay.
1: So in in 1802, Thomas Jefferson had just been recently elected president. Okay. And he is writing a letter to the Danbury Baptist. Okay. Okay. And which is, so Jefferson himself grew up as a Baptist. And so he's writing... To this group who had written him a letter, okay, with concern about the role of, they wanted clarity on the role of government in relation to the church. Okay. Okay. Why? Because they were concerned that government would begin to encroach on the church. Okay. All right. And so they were concerned that as government grew, that it would eventually get to where it was encroaching on the church so where it is today (laughs) correct that was where they were concerned about
0: (laughs) i said it, not you (laughs) (laughs) all
1: right so let me just read a section of this okay and it's a much broader section that's usually read from this letter usually there's about seven seven to eight words that are taken out of this whole letter and that's how the definition of separation of church and state is stated, usually uh, understood. Okay. Okay. And so this is what they wrote Jefferson. Or excuse me, this is what Jefferson wrote the Dan' the Danbury Baptist. Believing with you that religion is a matter which lies solely between man and his God, that he owes account to none other for his faith or his worship. That the legislative powers of government reach actions only and not opinions. I contemplate with sovereign reverence that act of the whole American people which declared that their legislature should make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. In other words, that the legislator would not dictate. That there is going to be a state religion. Okay. Okay. And the legislature would not create laws and which would prohibit the free exercise of religion. Okay. Okay. And then he says, so then Jefferson says this thus building a wall of separation between church and state. Okay. Alright? That is the original part of separation of church and state so it's not found in the constitution that language is not found in any of the amendments it's found in a personal letter from jefferson to the danbury baptist so
0: there is no separation of church and state because it's not in the constitution or in any or the bill of rights or anything right so the government still could establish a state religion
1: so the, but the practice of the first, about the, the first amendment, right? Right. Gives a freedom of religion. Okay. All right. So that couldn't. That so that is not supposed to be trespassed upon. In other words, the government's not supposed to encroach into that.
0: By making a state religion or. Mm-hmm. Or restricting. Restricting your practice, practice of, of your religion. religion. Correct.
1: Okay. Correct. Okay. And so thus this this wall of separation between church and state that that Jefferson is speaking of here in this letter is not to limit religious activities and definitely not to limit religious activities in public okay um rather, they were to limit the power of the government to prohibit or interfere with those practices, okay all right, and so um because remember the context of the of the framers of our constitution of the founding fathers and for the the creating of the of the amendments. So their context is that they're coming from England, which had a state religion. Catholic Church of England.
3: Catholic. Well the
1: the Church of England. Okay. Um which at,
0: was basically Catholic.
1: Correct. Okay. Well yes and no mostly sort of? well what happened was the 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 Church of England was or the church within England the Catholic Church within England and the king himself were actually was actually excommunicated from the Catholic Church
0: the king was
1: the king and therefore due to his authority and power that ended the the role the reign of the Catholic Church in England and it transitioned to just being the Church of England okay yeah so the state religion in England was Christianity within this church of England. Okay. All right. And, and it had its progression. So I won't go through the history of the church of England, but one of the things that unfortunately was happening was that there was, um, and, uh, an oppression and even a persecution against those who were not aligning themselves with the church of England. So the,
0: traitors of england that came over here and made america didn't want that to happen right all of the traitors right yes the colonists the colonists the colonizers
1: those terrible colonizers (laughs) Them, those Those guys yeah um yeah and so what they wanted to be sure was there was going to be no state religion right and they wanted to be sure that for for individual groups that wanted to practice their own religion that they would have the freedom to do so right without being Persecuted or without being labeled as, you know, dissenting. Okay, and even so, if that
0: meant we eventually got Mormons, sure. Okay,
1: freedom of religion. Right. Right. Notice how I did not engage with you <laughs> on that. All right. Um, and so they do not want the government's involvement in their religious practices or in their beliefs. So for our founding fathers, the idea of a separation of church and state was never to create a chasm where where the church couldn't have influence on government. But rather, it was to create this chasm where government could not encroach on church. Okay. Because in today's society, when you talk about separation from church and state, most often the way it's viewed or understood is that the church... Should not have any influence within government. Okay, and and so you'll even hear phrases like um, "freedom from religion." Okay, and where, in other words, where the government should should not there shouldn't be no religious influence within government. There should be no intertwining between government and the church.
0: So the founding fathers viewed it as the government oppressing church. Correct. And we now view it as church oppressing government.
1: Correct. Yep. It's okay. basically it's flipped. Okay. Yeah. Because remember, even for the even for the founding fathers, many of them who actually were Christians, but even for those that were deists, they still had a sense of a biblical worldview and even an honoring of God, even if them, they themselves were not active participants in a, you know, Sunday morning gathering of a church, mm-hmm. um, and so you know Jefferson, for example, Jefferson was most likely a deist, but he referred to God and Creator all the time, and he had a biblical worldview. He you know, Jefferson's probably most well known for the one who cut out the letter, cut out the words of Jesus within his within a, within his Bible, and so he actually had just using the words of Jesus. So he kind of picked and choose what he went with. And so I wouldn't call Jefferson this, you know, this follower of Jesus, per se, this Christian. But Jefferson, without doubt, had a biblical worldview that was shaping his lens in the which he believed that government should operate, that church should operate and govern even some of his own morality.
0: Do you think that there is
1: a separation of church and state? I believe there should be and i believe for the most part yes for the most part okay okay for the most part however and you're
0: thinking of it in the founders point of view that uh, that yes. government does not oppress the church the church
1: correct okay yes so you don't think that happens very much okay i i don't think i don't think it has happened very much okay however i believe that it has begun Happen. In other words, I believe there's begun to become begun to be an encroachment by the state on the church. Okay. How? So, all right. So, for example, the state does not have the right to say when the church will worship. Okay. Okay. It cannot restrict the gathering of worship. Mm -hmm. Okay. And however, we know that even during a pandemic like COVID, that it was attempted that there was an attempt by states to actually restrict the gathering of people for worship okay okay
0: now and the cons the the first amendment covers everything that happens underneath the states so the states can't do that correct otherwise they're in, in violation of the first amendment, amendment okay. which is
1: why they lost their lawsuits okay yeah and so all of them so like it, most or most of them most were, of them yeah, okay mm-hmm. And. So there was one church, for example, that just never closed, never kept having their worship. And, and the, the state government was just going to find them Mm -hmm. just out the wazoo for it all. And, and they just said, no, we're not going to stop. And, and then after it was all said and done, they filed lawsuits and they ended up winning the lawsuits, Mm. um, against the state. And so. And and listen, most churches, when the pandemic was happening, recognized the fact that for the safety of their people, we got to we've got to reconsider meeting together, right? Or where it would be because what only it would old look people don't
0: like. ch- come to church?
1: Yeah, <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> but it was a protection of everybody, right? right. And so we the the government has to give space for the church to be able to discern mm-hmm. right um and so, i mean the same the, the say in the same way that they gave private corporations the you know the ability to to discern mm-hmm. right the church has to have the same rights, and the state does not have in the same way the state or the the government does not have the right to tell the church what to believe and what religious orders or what religious ceremonies to uphold. Okay. Okay. And you're, you're
0: pulling this all from first amendment.
1: I'm pulling. Yeah. And, and, but even in Jefferson's letter where he like, in other words, if we're going to use Jefferson's letter now in court cases, we've got to use all of it, not just parts of it. Okay. And I, I mean, I, I think it's a reach to even use any of it because he was writing a personal letter. Right. It wasn't like it was a state document. Right. And so, but if you're going to use any of it, then use the part where he talks about the fact that we will not get involved in, and in, now they're okay. The church has always been okay with, if, the, if there's a, you know, a random sect that labels himself a religion, that's actively harming people, right? right? Sure. The government has to clamp down on that. Mm-hmm. No one's arguing that but within its own practices and within its own opinions and beliefs the church and the state or the government should be separated okay the the government should not be reaching in to tell the church how to practice their beliefs mm-hmm. in other words and even what beliefs to have
0: okay so the other way around then the way we the people view it now correct do you do you think there is a separation of church and state do I think Is that a correct way of viewing it? Okay. Should it be viewed that way at all? Right. And is the is that
1: is in other words, is it okay if church is influencing government? Yes. Yes. It's always been okay. Okay. Because it's okay for any religion.
0: So there's people who don't think that should happen.
1: Sure. So
0: what is their argument and why are they wrong, I guess?
1: <laughs> okay. Well, but I so their their position would be the fact that government should and religion should never intertwine. Okay. Okay. And that that religion is actually the danger to the government. Right. Okay. Where obviously, when it was originally written, it was viewed as the other way around: that the government was the danger to the church.
0: So can. Couldn't religion be a danger to the government?
1: Could religion be a danger to the government? Right. The Founding Fathers believed that a religious morality had to exist for our form of government to actually work. So beliefs
0: and not practices, right? Beliefs like, and like, not like things I do in the name of religion,
1: right? Like like a moral worldview, okay? Like a, or a biblical worldview, moral Judeo-Christian worldview, whatever you want to call it. But the morals that are with that are found within that Judeo-Christian worldview, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm saying. I know all the founding fathers weren't Christians, but they all understood the importance of the morality of a Judeo-Christian worldview being the backbone of a country that is considered free and independent
0: this is that where you get to in the talking about this where it's like you just have to trust me
1: (laughs) i got you you know what i mean yeah
0: like like they had a different worldview well i wasn't around then so i don't know what that worldview looked like Right. right and so what did they mean by all this we can just Guess
1: Yeah, well, but you can extrapolate. No, you're not guessing. Okay. You're extrapolating it from their own writings. I mean, you can take the Founding Fathers' writings and just lay them out there, and it's pretty clear to see what they understood when they said religion. Okay. what well, Religion was Christianity. Right? That's how they understood religion. Now, I'm not saying right. they all practiced it or they all followed it, but that's what they understood it to mean.
0: Because there's Satanists now sure that want to put a bunch of stuff that you don't like underneath the the like religious freedom on in sure. the religious freedom column right like abortion which okay i assume you don't like but that's not and okay. and so if they if they want the govern if the government is not supposed to tell you not to practice your religion uh-huh. then then how can? Why are they allowed to tell them they can't practice theirs?
1: Okay, so I think we're making distinctions here too. Okay, right between religious practices, okay, and 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 ethics and mor- and morals and values. Okay, so and so so okay. Wh- so, so what I'm saying is, so that's why I was pausing for a second because. Right. I because we always have to allow like this isn't just Christianity should be allowed to have freedom of religion this is any religion should have the freedom of religion okay so the satanists the 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 muslims the hindus they mm. all should have the freedom to to worship their god or whatever they choose to worship mm. they have the freedom to do that as long as it's not, and that's what they were talking about earlier when Jefferson's writing with the Danbury Baptists, as long as that the practices, the actions, are not causing a civil discourse, or civil, excuse me, not civil discourse, but not causing like civil, um, uh, basically breaking the law in civil action. In other words.
0: So like if your religious practice Encroaches on my religious practice, then that's not allowed. Yes, yeah, like so for like example. you can believe whatever you want to believe, sure. but if your religion is telling you to kill me, correct. There we then go. Then we stop you.
1: Correct. Okay, that's correct.
0: Because you can go over here and worship and do yep. whatever you want and and pray that way. Sure. And I can go pray this way. Absolutely. And that doesn't hurt anybody.
1: Absolutely. But if, we, okay. Yeah. So like, so for example, we, we break this down to like a practical part of like a local school, right? Okay. So I'm in a, like a local school and they've got their, you know, Bible clubs or church clubs, mm-hmm. you know, that are, that are happening before or after school hours. Right. And, um, and they've got a, you know, a teacher, you know, sponsoring it, that kind of thing. Okay. And, and so you've got all these various clubs. What I'm saying is you've got to allow for all of it.
2: Right, not just the
1: Christian club. You've got to allow for the Muslim club, the Hindu club, the Satanist club, the 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 Wiccan club. Right, like you got to allow for all of it. Is what I'm saying. As long as within those contexts, that like physical harm isn't occurring to people outside the group or within the group. That
0: the Christian kid isn't beating up the Wiccan kid because (laughs) right because what uh, right okay right we're told
1: to do that yeah okay yeah so. So i I think what your I think what's I think what's be, what has happened in the landscape now is that idea that freedom from religion, instead of having the freedom for religion, and so now it's like all right, we want to remove all religion, and make deem the government as only secular. Right. Okay, the problem with that is is that you've got in like the government itself is not just as government enterprise it's ran by individuals Mm -hmm. all right in other words there's individuals that are at play in it we're electing politicians right we're we're and so we're having a part to play in who's our president and who's our congressman and so it's okay to vote for people according to your religious convictions whatever those religious convictions are
0: you're skipping ahead
1: I was trying to slow roll it, but Sorry, you know, whatever. I'm, here we go. But, Keep going. Yeah. So, and so there, we're trying to we're trying to allow the space for people to be able to have a religious influence in their voting. That's okay. Okay. Like, and so it's not a, a freedom from religion; it's a freedom for it. Like, no, we're actually allowed to do this now. What we're also, but what, what we're the if you want to put a wall there, but at the same time. One religious group cannot say, but we are going to, we're running everything, and everything has to run via us. Right. And no, that's where there actually is a separation of church and state.
0: Okay, so this is the next question. Okay. People would say that when you, a Christian, Uh pick a religious issue and base your vote Mm -hmm. on that religious issue, Mm -hmm. that that is not separation of church and state. Okay. Is that right? No. Okay.
1: It's be, because
0: like, people would say that you're only voting that way because of your religion. Sure. And
1: what's wrong if, with that?
2: Oh, okay, explain.
1: <laughs> in, in other words, we're in a free country. Right. We can vote however we choose to vote. Okay. No one should be able to dictate to anybody else how they should or should not vote. That's part of the being a free country. even if even if they're voting according to their religion, because whether it's according to one's religion, whether it's according to one's philosophy, Mm -hmm. we're all voting according to something like something's driving us Mm -hmm. to vote a certain way. And so whatever we are deeming as the greater goods to be championed for, that's how we're going to vote. You know, unless you happen to know a candidate personally and you really like them, you're going to vote for that candidate. Right.
0: And they're giving you a lot of money to vote for them. (laughs) Well, and that can happen too, They're making a huge contribution (laughs) to your charity. Yes.
1: Yes. (laughs) And so, but my point is being is that's part of the, that's part of the freedoms that we are granted in our country.
0: Okay. So to the person who says what you just said is you masking the fact that you really want the state religion of Christianity to happen, and that's right. why you're voting for the people that you're voting for and <laughs> blah, blah, blah.
1: Right. What would, I would you say to that? I do not want... A, no, I would never want a state religion. Okay. Not of Christianity, not of any kind. Do not want a state religion. Okay. Because then it's, it is being forced upon people. Right. And to me, that's when... <laughs> Now you're forgetting like me personally here, yeah that's to me when it all like when Christianity itself crumbles is when it's when it is become too married with a government power, in other or words, like
0: anything secular
1: like okay, so for example, when Christianity, which had been persecuted within Rome mm-hmm. all of a sudden now was not only legalized under Constantine but made the religion of Rome, Christianity itself lost its vitality. Okay. Because now people were just simply social Christians. Because screw the government. <laughs> well, no, but the government was saying, hey, y'all need to all be Christians. So everybody's like, okay. And so now you're, you're losing the like, vitality.
0: Oh, of, so of the religion. If,
1: so if the government just says
0: everyone's a Christian now, right? You just go, oh, okay. I guess I don't have to be a Christian. Well,
1: it's not even because now you don't even know who's a Christian, who's not. Hardly, right? Right. Because everybody's just, oh, well, you're a Christian. Of course, I am. Why? Because I'm part of the Church of yeah. the united states I of america here. right? And so, my point, just being, is I don't, I don't want a theocracy, and I don't want a state religion. Okay. Uh, you know, we, the, the freedom for religion is without doubt one of the greatest gifts our founding fathers gave us as a, in a, as our country was the freedom for anyone to be able to choose how and when and what they were going to worship. Here's, here's the, the actual question. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Give so, it to me.
0: So take like porn. Okay. All right. Yep would you like to see porn under the law mm-hmm. be illegal for people to make
1: to make i would i would like to see pornography as i would like to i would like to begin to see specific laws and guidelines within pornography to protect people in other words, here's what I'm saying is I'm not saying do away with the creation of pornography. Okay. Okay. Am I, f- am I for pornography? No. Okay. Do I want my kids watching pornography? No. Do I want our church members watching pornography? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's my own personal belief. Right. Right. If people want to make pornography and it is, and it's, and it is a safe environment for everybody and that's what they want to do. That's on them, right? That's part of being a free country. Okay. Okay? The issue for me is when, when, when sites like Pornhub and others have no checks, no balances, and have allowed child pornography and videos uploaded that are involved with human and sex trafficking, mm-hmm. that becomes the issue for me.
0: Okay, so forget that issue
1: then. Okay.
0: <laughs> Abortion. This is a more cut and dry one. (laughs) You would like to see abortion outlawed in Mm -hmm. the entire country, right? Correct. Okay, so you are going to vote for people that would want that outlawed. Sure. Okay. My question is, instead of Christians trying to get elected in government Mm -hmm. and having Christians vote for... People in government who say, hey, we're going to outlaw abortion right. across the entire country. Uh-huh. Could you not just go throughout the entire country uh-huh. and turn everyone into Christians who don't believe in okay. abortion yeah. and therefore no market for abortion, no need to use the government? Gotcha. That's my real question. Okay. About this whole separation of church and state thing. Okay. Because my question is, what do Christians do? hmm do they put effort into government? And is that the right way to do it? Because you just said that you wouldn't want the state mm-hmm. demanding religion on people. Sure. People view no abortions mm-hmm. as a purely religious cram down okay. if
1: that ever became law. Right. So. But, I, but I'll stop you there I okay think, I think there's a misnomer in in your in the whole presupposition of what you're saying okay the misnomer is is that abortion is only or that anti-abortion is only advocated by religious groups and that's simply not the case
0: I I understand that I'm just trying yeah. to figure out an example okay. to ask the real question I guess okay but the real question is should should we put should Christians put? any effort into government instead of
1: instead of just going and going and being Christians, being Christians
0: being Christians and trying to make other people Christians to eliminate said thing.
1: I gotcha. No, I see what you're saying. I I don't think it has to be an either or. Okay. I think it can be a both and. Okay. I do think
0: that the reason I'm asking this is because that's the separation of church and state thing that people think happens now. Okay. Like me voting for people to cram my religious stuff down. Right. I understand that it's not only religious people that right. think that, but but that's where people think the separation of church and state is not happening. Gotcha. So in order for those people not to think that there is no, you know what I'm <laughs> sure. saying? Sure. No yeah. separation of church and state. Just go make them all Christians, and then
1: we right. fine. <laughs> okay. No, and I and so I understand what you're saying. Yeah. So
0: and that's why <laughs> like I'm saying you as a Christian get ex. <laughs> You don't have to do anything in government. and You get exactly
1: what you want because everyone thinks the same as you. Yeah, but I don't, but I don't, so I see what you're saying. But I think within the context of the freedom of religion is the fact that we understand that not everyone in our country is going to be a Christian. But isn't that your mandate
0: as a Christian to go make everyone in your country a Christian?
1: No. What? Isn't that, okay. Go go forth and preach the gospel, right? Right. My mandate is to go and preach the gospel. Okay. My mandate is to go and make disciples, which involves proclamation and teaching. But I also understand that not everyone is going to become that. Okay. Not everyone's going to become a Christian. Not everyone's going to become a follower of Christ. Yes. My role is to share the gospel, and my role is to give everyone an opportunity to hear the gospel and to allow people to make a decision themselves if they want to say, to follow Jesus or not. Mm-hmm. but and, and I, which I would also say is not just their own decision, but it's also based on a, like a revelation that Jesus actually is the Messiah, that he actually is who he claims to be. And so there's a revelation of that, but that's not my job to create that revelation within them. It's not my job to, you know, force the Holy Spirit to draw them to the father. Like that's not my role. My role is to proclaim the gospel, share the gospel, and then create the environments where when people say yes to following Jesus, they can actually be discipled and learn what it looks like to follow Jesus. So So the mandate for us to love God and to love others and to go and make disciples, I mean, that's the heart of who we are as Christians. So yes, we want to go and we want to share the gospel. Yes, we want to see those that say yes to following Jesus have the opportunity to be discipled. So absolutely yes to all of those things. And at the same time, it's completely fine for someone who is a Christian or someone who is a Muslim or someone who is a Hindu to desire to see what they believe to be important for them morally to happen in to be protected by the government okay. and so and I, and 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 to be and so there's the idea of protection, and there's the idea of serving. Like so, for example, yes, abortion is a major issue mm-hmm. for Christians. Okay, a voting issue for Christians, right? As it should be, because it involves lives. And the and and I know that's hard sometimes for other people to believe that it's not just a quote unquote religious issue. The reason it's such an important issue is because it involves human life. So. My belief as a Christian is that life begins at conception, not at birth. Mm. And so because I believe that life begins at conception, therefore, I'm going to fight champion for that life. Okay. Now, again, you can disagree with me on that, right? But you could also understand why that's such a big deal, important issue for me. And at the same time, I also am very concerned about the fact that our government is getting so large that it's that i want smaller government mm-hmm. like i would rather states have way more power you know everything's become so nationalized okay and so i would prefer for the states to have more power for government national government to actually become a little smaller in its functionality um those that's an important thing for me caring for the least of these is important in the sense of I want to see the poor care for, the oppressed care for, and I don't believe either party does that very well, personally. Mm. And so I don't think there's a party for the poor, for example, because it it's not good enough to simply just, you know, and understand that one party is kind of always, you know, the Democratic Party is always seen as connected. It's because
0: they don't vote. <laughs> it's... <laughs> what they don't vote
1: the poor yeah yeah
0: the homeless people don't vote
1: well (laughs) that's i think i think we're that is true that has been true to a degree and i think it's changing Mm -hmm. i think that's good that it's changing but what i'm saying is too that just because one party is fighting for um welfare and for handouts and things like that like i don't know if that's necessarily helping poverty is what I'm getting to because mm-hmm. I think poverty is such a I think it's a honestly I think it's a big business for government on both sides think mm-hmm. like both sides are 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 getting wealthy if you were off of poverty and so would I like to see government actually do things on an on a on a more grassroots level to on a you know it's like backing it up several stages? To help people get out of the cycle of poverty, yeah, I would. And so there's a lot of issues that are important for me, but obviously when we're talking about going back to your the issue of abortion and about life, like that's always going to be a a primary issue for me. Mm. You know, if we began having discussions on the other end of life, not just the beginning of life, but the end of life. So when we start talking about like things like euthanasia. Kill them. <laughs> I'm just as passionate about that as I am for the abortion. I want I want there to be an honoring of the sanctity of life from the time of conception to the time of death. And so for me that is yes that's the abortion. Yes that's the caring for people through the course of their life. Yes that's protecting them and guarding them and and ensuring that we have um that our that our country itself is protected. That's a big role of the government, Mm -hmm. and all the way up through you know through death. And so I would, the same way that I'm fighting against abortion, I would fight against must protect death all the way till death. (laughs) Sorry, protect (laughs) life all the way through death. I don't want there to be abortion, Mm -hmm. and I and I don't want there to be euthanasia. Okay, okay, and and I think we have to value the sanctity of life from conception to death. And so for me i want candidates that will stand on that platform okay e- even though i fully and completely realize that those candidates themselves may have no even interest really in those platform issues am i getting to the heart of your of the question you're asking my my question
0: really is which i guess you answered and so i will try to sum it up i guess but, if I vote with my religious beliefs in mind, that should be okay.
1: Those may be the most important things for an individual.
0: And that, because people don't like it when Christians do that. I understand. People think that's what you said, the freedom from religion. Yeah. And that their country should not be influenced by your
1: religious vote. Right. Right. Sure. But then, but, but at the same time, so I'm voting what I believe in, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone else is doing the same exact thing. Right. Just because mine is under the, under the umbrella of religion should not make it any worse than, or any different, or any different at all than being under an umbrella of just this is my philosophy of life. Okay. You know, because we all have beliefs. We all have a worldview that we're functioning by. And so I I really believe that that that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not asking for those that don't have a Judeo Christian worldview to vote according to that. Right. Like they're going to vote according to how they want to vote. And I want to respect the freedom that they have to vote according to their whatever, whatever is driving their beliefs. Mm -hmm. And in the same way, I I would want that respect to be reciprocated. Where okay, so for me as as an evangelical Christian, I'm going to vote according to to my beliefs. Um mm. and and so I really and I almost and at this point I even hate to use the word evangelical Christian because of how much baggage is with evangelical. So let me just say this: I, as a as a Christian who holds to biblical orthodoxy, mm-hmm. I would want people to be able to respect that for me, and okay. for others that vote similarly. Okay. Well, the
0: rest of my questions are from a freedom from religion standpoint. Okay. So you'll have to just bear with <laughs> me. I guess. <got> okay. <laughs> um. Okay. So, do you believe? Churches or pastors should endorse certain candidates Mm -hmm. or take political sides Mm -hmm. Democrat, Republican. Okay. Do you think that should be happening?
1: I do believe that it's completely fine for pastors to stand up on a platform and say, I am okay I I believe that these are the issues that are important and I would implore you to vote accordingly.
0: Do you think that's okay? I
1: think that's okay. And so, in other words, for me, as a pastor, Mm -hmm. rarely am I going to stand up and endorse a specific candidate. Often because I don't know that candidate, and I don't want it to come across as if I am, I know that candidate, and therefore we need to vote for him or for her. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know them. And so, I I mean, it's the same way, like, I, I even tell our own church, like, there's these big celebrity pastors, be careful of them. We don't know them, right? Right? We don't know what their future holds. We don't know their teachings, their personal life. Just be careful, mm-hmm. okay? So this is not just something I do just with politicians. This is something I would do with anyone like, hey, if we don't know them, let's don't endorse them, okay? right? So the people that I have come and speak at our church are people I personally know. Okay. I would not invite someone to come speak at our church that I do not personally know, or who was not personally like recommended from someone I trusted to come and speak at our church?
0: But I could view that as worse. <laughs> what do you mean? Like if you knew the candidate, it's like, why do you have them at your church? Yeah. Why are you endorsing them? What are you getting? Yeah, and I don't.
1: And, and that's what I'm saying. I don't even know if I if I knew them, I would. Okay. Yeah. For a can for a political candidate. Okay. Um, because that in of itself, it's one thing when I'm bringing in a speaker, a Christian speaker. Right. right. Because there's things that they are presenting that I want the church to 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 know, mm-hmm. to understand. Even
0: if they're complete pieces of shit behind the
1: scenes. Oh, dear God. No, <laughs> if, if they have no moral character, then no, I don't want them. OK, I don't want them speaking. But that's kind of where it gets back to me for the people that I know, that I trust. Right. right. OK. And so but if if I don't know a candidate or even if I did know a candidate, I would only put it this way: I would have to know a candidate like really well, okay, for me to be able to say you can trust this person and vote for him, okay, um, or her. Or her. That's that was close. close. <laughs> <laughs> and so the, but what I'm saying is, uh, it's not as. Here's the thing, I guess. In voting politically for me, it's not as much about the individual candidate as it is about what that candidate is going to hopefully stand for.
0: Because every time you vote for a candidate, you can be pretty sure they don't care about any of the things <laughs> that they're selling to you to vote for them for.
1: It, that can be the case very often. Right. Because, you, and that's why it gets back down to you don't know the people, you don't know their hearts, mm. you don't know their intentions, you don't know their motives. And I'm not saying there's not good people in mm-hmm. both parties or in all parties. I'm not saying that what I am saying is that I also am not naive enough mm-hmm. to stand up here and go, or sit here and say, you know what? They're all great. No, of course they're not. Or, well, they said they were going to do this. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many times has a candidate said they're going to do something and actually not do it? It happens more so than not. Mm-hmm. And so, but my, my point being is instead of, instead of endorsing just specific candidates, for me, it's about presenting the church with like, here are the issues that we should be that picking our candidates basically. that we should know about. Okay. For both sides. Like, So in-
0: there's no, but there's nothing in the Bible that says you can't endorse government people. Sure. No. Okay. No. And All so. Right. So this is you, this is you personally, not something biblical that says you can't do it.
2: No.
1: Okay. No. Biblically, there's no statement in there about you know about how to vote not vote that's not there okay okay and so this is for me but there
0: okay. there is government relation stuff to the church in the bible right? oh sure there is okay
1: yeah i mean you've got it on both sides you've got it where the idea is to pray for our government so that we can all leave, live in peace and tranquility okay you there is the submit to the government in other words when they're asking you to civilly do something submit. and uh, as long as it's not in violation of your, of, of the Christian belief and practice. Okay. Okay. So, so if the throughout government
0: tells you to kill somebody, you probably shouldn't. Correct. Unless it's war, which I guess we have to talk about. Yeah.
1: We'll do a but. whole, we're going to do a whole thing with just war, I think, but <laughs> which I would love to do. But it, for me, yeah, it's that throughout scripture, what you actually see is uh, you, you actually see Christians and Jews being defiant at times of government when they're when their conscience is being violated by that government,
0: their religious
1: conscience right, okay, and then you also see them submitting to religious mm-hmm. practices I mean even Jesus himself said you know when they were asking him about you know do we do we still pay taxes to Caesar in other words, do we still give money to Rome?" Rome's a bunch of jerks to us. Mm-hmm. They're persecuting us. Are we still going to give money to Rome? And Jesus says, Give to Caesar what is due Caesar. In other words, if that's the tax, pay them the tax. And so, and you even see Jesus actually doing that in one example where he and Peter actually do pay us tax. Jesus paid taxes? Yeah, man. Wow. Taxes all that, are
0: all that extra table money? <laughs>
1: taxes, Taxes get us all. Okay. <laughs> And so, but you caught too many fish. fish. Tax. Where'd you get all these fish <laughs> and
0: loaves of bread? <laughs> tax. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and, you know, so, so often there's like a tax when they were traveling and going into a new area, a new region, mm-hmm. there'd be a tax collector.
0: Like a road toll? Yeah. Huh. Yeah.
1: And so, um, but my, my point being is, so there's, so in the scriptures you have the Submitting and honoring the government as long as they're not violating your Christian conscience. Mm. And then you, there is the call to, no, it's okay to stand up for your Christian conscience in defiance of the government. Okay. You know, so if the government was to come in and say, you can't worship anymore, you can't gather anymore, it's okay to protest that, to fight that, to be arrested for sitting in and going, no, we, we will not bow down to this. That's all Okay. My position as a pastor is that I want our church to be informed. I want them to know, hey, biblically speaking, these things matter or mm-hmm. should matter to us mm-hmm. in regards to biblically for our worldview, for our morals, for values, for ethics. These things should matter to us. And I'm completely fine with if a church wants to say, hey, here's, here's, a, here's, a, here's a breakdown of the political stances on these issues from the candidates. Okay. I got no problem with that. You're not slandering anybody. You are. Am am I, I understand. And as a, as a pastor, I'm exerting influence. I completely get that, mm-hmm. but I'm also okay with the fact that, Hey, there's these certain issues that are really important to us. And we want you to know they're important to us. And we ask for you to prayerfully consider how you're going to vote. Mm-hmm. And, but it doesn't mean we're going to throw you out of the church. If you, don't vote our way. You're skipping ahead again. Uh, and uh and so, you know, I, I don't I want to make sure that I'm presenting the best that I can biblical and pastoral guidance to our people
0: when it comes to voting.
1: When it comes to voting. Without telling them you've got to do this okay. or else. Yeah. So
0: is it okay for churches to hold campaign events or rallies mm. or Voting inside their buildings is that anti saying would Jesus come flip tables if that was happening
1: I would have a really hard time I I would not personally I would not be okay okay with campaign rallies being held in our church by candidates okay I would not feel comfortable with that Um,
0: what about like in the fellowship hall no not even in the fellowship hall
1: I would not personally that's me Mm -hmm. Joseph speaking I would not feel comfortable with, with that. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, I believe that there's plenty of venues in a in in the that are not religious venues that you can help hold those things in. Mm-hmm. And and the reason why, again, because I'm completely fine with saying here's the issues, right? That mm-hmm. I believe are important to us. I ask for you to prayerfully consider. But I'm also completely, like, I understand. There's many people that don't vote according to the way that I would vote, right? But the reason I don't want the candidates to come in is because I don't want that become a divisive issue Mm. because as much as I love our country. Okay. And I do. And as much as I believe that we should, I mean, we have a gift in our country to be able to vote. That's a gift. Okay. That most or a lot of our countries do not have and wish they did have. And so we get to vote and that's a, I mean, that's a privilege that we have to vote. And as and as important as all that is to me, the kingdom of God is still more important.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So I don't want to create a I don't want a separation. I don't want to create a separation or a divide within our own church based upon political lines. Okay, I would not want to do that. And so that's what I'm saying that I would not feel comfortable with holding a campaign rally or candidate speaking. Um, I mean, it's almost like if you're going to do that, you better have both parties, right? If you have a senator to come. You better have the senator from the Republican Party and the senator from the Democratic Party. So you're okay with holding debates in the church? Well, I wouldn't even do that. Okay, I'm just saying if one was to do that, that's oh, okay. what they would bet. That's what they should do. Okay, okay. Um, I don't feel comfortable bringing in politicians. That because kind of t- I don't believe that's what the church space is for, okay. largely. Okay, but am i okay with like a church being a voting station sure that's fine
0: okay as long as the, you know there's because not, there's no division happening then. no
1: people are just casting votes okay we're not telling people who to vote for right it's just if 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 our city government came to us and said hey we are in need of a poll place y'all's location works well could you would it be okay if we hold voting here. Mm-hmm. I would say sure, no problem. Okay. I mean as long as our board was okay with it. But yeah. <laughs> you know. But yeah, I mean that would that would personally for me not be an issue.
0: You meant you mentioned the things that you would hope the issues that you would hope Christians care about the most given mm-hmm. given our current time. Because sure. I assume it changes. Y- sure it does. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely it does. Changes because things it's, come up and things go away. Absolutely. Not because christianity changes i guess right correct but but so right now uh-huh. what are those things
1: that are really important yeah okay voting wise yes um so i think things such as abortion okay okay which i think we've talked about and it's you know yes that that's that's an important mm-hmm. one for me I, I would want there to to it's it's important for me to know that candidates are not going to try to get government so big and so involved that they would that they would deem christianity or any other religion a threat to the government and therefore try to um come down on the beliefs of that religion okay so for example if if i believe in marriage between being just between a man and a woman, and therefore in our churches, we only allow those types of weddings, Mm -hmm. I would want to be sure that that would be protected in the same way that a church that has the complete opposite view of that, right? So for as far as they're concerned, you know, whether it be man and man or woman and woman, that that's what they're okay with those marriages happening in their, you know, wedding ceremonies happening in their churches, that that's protected as well.
2: I
0: never understood this. Yeah. Like, like, why would you want to get married by someone who doesn't want to marry
1: you? Yeah. yeah I don't know, but it's a, it's a real thing. Like, churches literally are having to go to court over this stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so, I guess, for me, it's like those protections, right? Um, that there can still be religious expression, um, especially within the church sphere. I mm. mean, in our own buildings, much less in the private sphere. You know, um, I just think rights... Should be protected um and so i mean that's important for me um the idea of I, I, and I've said this before but like i um i i don't like i don't like big government and i and, and i know I, I feel like every party both parties I almost feel like they have an answer mm-hmm. for what's ailing our country and it's some government yep. uh solution mm mm-hmm. And it never is more programs, more, more programs, more agencies, and it, agencies, and it's just like, oh, it's not this, mm. you know. Um, and so, uh, you know, but I also understand that, you know, I I have so many, so many things are important. Um, but it is hard; it, it's hard pressed for me in this country to to at this present state to say that there's anything more important than the protection of life. Okay. And, and so that
0: went in there. Was sorta. that?
1: Yeah. I mean, well, uh, and, and I, I think that, you know, obviously grateful for it, but mm-hmm. obviously there's, there, there's, there's still the working out of it, you know, mm-hmm. um, there's working out of what these protections look like. You know, I'm thankful for the States having, this is what I would prefer, Right. States being able to have the call on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... So that's
0: a question, I guess.
1: Yeah. Would you...
0: Other states are doing it. hmm Will you stop there as a Christian?
1: What do you mean, will I stop there?
0: Like, the states can decide what they want to do with abortion. Sure. So... Will... You live in Georgia. Will you fight for only Georgia, or do you want the federal government to do
2: something?
1: No, like... So if now that it's down to the state levels, yeah. right. So now it's about no. So it's about every state. Okay, you know. So
0: right now, you don't want the federal government to say no abortions. everybody.
1: okay, I would I would not. Mind, I mean, I, obviously, I would not mind the federal government stepping in and saying we're going to protect these lives. Okay, okay, because
0: that's the separation from religion to, that right. everybody thinks is happening. Correct.
1: Okay. And so for me, and again. And again, there's people that can disagree with me, right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's part of the that's part of the landscape we have in our country to disagree on these things, right? Okay. And I don't understand why it's deemed as so horrible to yeah. have these different opinions, right? Um, now I understand the topic is touchy, right? I right, I get I get all of that. I get the fireworks from both sides, okay. But all I'm saying is that's part of the beauty of the landscape of the country is to be able to have that discussion um do i prefer it in the states and then the states make the decision yeah i do prefer that okay um and again because anytime we get anything out of the national government doing things you just get more it, yeah i just i want more things stripped from them you right. know um and so at least now you're dealing with it within us within states mm-hmm. um and so i am thankful for that um me personally, as someone who believes life begins at conception, obviously, I would like life to be protected by our even our national government, but um, I am, I'm more than happy with the fact of where it is now with the states right. and allowing, allowing the states to make their decisions because then you're going to get the, you know, I want to fight for life in any state that regardless of demographic, right? So I am okay with there being protests outside of abortion clinics and those kind of things. Because you still have the right to voice your opinion. Mm -hmm. And again, that goes for both sides, right? Everyone still has the right to voice their opinion. But I will always stand with those that are fighting for life. And again, for me, in my perspective, life begins at conception. So that's at the point at which I'll fight for it.
0: The church's tax-exempt status, Mm -hmm. where do you see that falling yeah within the line of separation of church and
3: state
1: the, the yeah i mean it's an interesting one right? right because the the tax exempt status was given to the church based upon the church being a charity basically okay right in other words so it's, it's a it's a non-profit so charitable organizations who are non mm-hmm. are not taxed so that they can use their funds to the greatest degree they can for the benefit of whatever you know charity that they're involved in, mm-hmm. okay? Or whatever nonprofit movement they're involved in. And so churches were given the same way, the, the tax exempt status in that same light. Mm-hmm. In other words, you're a nonprofit, you're doing good for the community, therefore we're not going to tax you. Because we want to make sure that you you can use as much resource as you can for the benefit of the community. All right. So in that line, I'm good with churches having a non tax you know or having a tax exempt status okay. okay do Do I believe that that will still be there in ten more years uh i'm I'm much more doubtful about that okay. um, because again, we're getting to this point of being free from religion mm-hmm. and again, I think it's the whole idea of the perspective of well. See, but churches shouldn't get the status because they are not you know we need to, we need to separate religion out of this and but that's never the intent. if the church is doing good for the community, then I think that we should hold the same exempt status as other nonprofits that are doing similar works, okay, you know. So if we're caring for the if we're caring for the needy if we're caring for the poor if we're caring for the homeless if we're caring for the widow if we're caring for the orphan, then, then I mean, why shouldn't we be able to use as much as we can resource wise to give toward those? Okay.
0: So should churches have to like provide information on how they're actually helping? Sure. Do they do
1: that already? There, it's one of the things that's really kind of come down. Okay. Is on a lot of churches. Where it's like, no, we need to see a full audit of how you're spending. Okay. So in other words, I I am completely okay with the fact that if we're going to get that status, right, then churches should be scrutinized in the same way that other charitable organizations are Okay. for that. Now, I don't think they should be targeted, which has happened some, but I do believe, but I also understand, like when I look at some of the churches and ministries that were targeted like i get why they were targeted mm-hmm. little, it looks a little shady right because uh, man y'all got really nice buildings and your pastors have really nice cars and how do they have a jet and you know like like i get all that mm-hmm. and so that's why i'm saying if you're going to receive that benefit from the government that i do think that it's yes, you should. It's completely within the government's purview, purview to, to say, for, "Hey, okay. we're providing you with this. Yeah, we just need to ensure that you're doing what you're saying you're doing okay. with the money." And that would be the same for any organization. So any other organization is going to have overhead costs. They're going to have to explain, yeah, why they spent what they spent. Churches should be no different in that way. Well,
0: we got through a political topic about politics without mentioning the name that we shall not speak of.
1: We shall not speak of. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No.
0: Alright. Well, this has been the When I Heard This Podcast. You can find... You can follow updates on the podcast on social media at When I Heard This Podcast on Facebook and Instagram and When I Heard This on Locals and Twitter. Mm. Patreon $5. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Nate Robinson, and you can follow Joseph on Instagram at Rev Joe T. This has been the Winner I heard this podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.